This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. The uh, boxing continues across the street. Man, they were they were there early this morning, or they are there early this morning. Um, and apparently, like, it's a big damn deal. So uh, good for them, and congr- good luck to those kids that are that are over there uh, competing. There's apparently, Jamie, quote, quoting this article from uh, KCBD, thousands of boxers for the uh, USA Boxing National Junior Olympics Tournament. Awesome. Thousands. Yeah, good uh, This is the 51st annual, uh, and this is for both the young women and men. And uh, I, I saw just a little bit of video of what the uh, – rings look like over there kind of makes me want to go over there and just walk check it around. Out. yeah just check it out mm-hmm. yeah just check it out I'm not a big boxing guy i'm not i don't have anything i don't have anything against it for those that participate it's just not it's just not something i particularly care for um but uh you know one of the quotes from this article is everybody feels pain and everybody bleeds red in a boxing gym <laughs> okay well, doesn't, we know why chuck's not a huge fan of boxing right jamie you got the gloves on so you can't shake hands no, that's not you it. You got to touch oh. gloves. <laughs> if you could shake hands, I think mm-hmm. Chuck would be more interested in boxing. It doesn't matter the color of your skin or how much money you have. We are a great equalizer. Come down to a boxing gym, exercise, get that self confidence. The empowerment of our sport is huge. Okay, I'll, I'll buy into that. Championships are slated for Saturday. So, but yeah, you know, like I said, I mean, I, I, it's funny because I saw you know obviously we've got a couple of hotels around us here at the downtown and in, in the Civic Center area. And like yesterday, I was coming back to the office and. I saw this kid walking by himself, and then I saw the parents walking behind him. I'm like, eh, that didn't look like that guy had a good day. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you know, I mean, you got the, you know, you kind of had the teenage look, you know, kind of like, and then, you know, mom and dad are kind of, and uh, I think a little sibling kind of lingering behind him, like, eh, I'm not going to ask you how it went today because it didn't really look like it went, went that well. Yeah, there's the, uh, my team didn't play well feeling mm-hmm. look and all that and team sports and then there's the individual sports that um you know usually one child and a parent walking that's, yeah those are even even tougher days yeah right right i mean i mean i i admire them for competing and yeah, uh it's, getting, it's, getting out there and it's a whole lot easier in, in, in a team sport to get over you know yeah, it's just easier to handle than the mental part of it's only me and only me out yeah, there. Right. And when you lose, you got nobody to blame it on but yourself. Yeah, can't blame it on yeah. Jill over there that didn't hit the shot or yeah. Sam that missed yeah. the rebound or the Jamie that didn't hit the yeah. free throw. Boxers that would never happen. or golfers or right. tennis players, they all experience that whole. Sure, it's the individuality of it, and, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gymnasts too. Gymnasts, yeah, I'm sure there's many other sports. Yeah, right. All those, all those different yeah. kinds of things. How uh, I, 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 I don't really, I don't want to spend a, a great amount of time on this, but uh, I'm just curious how uh, how shocked were you at the PGA and the Live Golf merger yesterday when when you saw that, and what was your like your initial reaction to that? Uh, very shocked. Very shocked when. 
you know, uh, Jeff kind of mentioned it to me when we we're sitting on the plane before we left yesterday. Um, I was just really surprised just because they were so hardcore adamantly against each other. Yes, a right. Year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically Heck, last week. <laughs> yeah. And then basically um, next thought was clearly the money made sense for them to do this one way or the other. And then that was probably about it, really. That's the only thought process. You know, the um, the Saudis, uh, with their public investment fund, uh, funding this this league, the Live Golf Tour, and led to, you know, big money for, you know, guys like Phil Mickelson and Brooks Kepska and others. Um, and, and Tiger Woods and Roy McIlroy were very much against it, and turned down big money. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the money for Tiger was seven, 800 million. And you know, the, the, the immediate thought when Mickelson left, especially Mickelson. Okay. Cause he, he, I think was the, was the biggest name was that he's tarnished his legacy. And, um, and you know, he had sponsors that, that dropped off because you know, that Saudi money was considered blood money. Sure. Uh, you know, that they're basically, it's a, a sports wash of, you know the atrocities of money that they that they got. You could, you know, they were you know, that money was supposedly you know linked back to even nine eleven and you know human trafficking and other other types of things. And the that was part of the reason why the PGA was so adamant against it. Uh, but there's so much money. I guess they just decided that hey, we're, there's no way we can can win our court case. There's an antitrust case against them. And then the PGA had filed suit against them. And I, I guess the thing I look at it this way, I looked at it initially as this, this was a bigger surprise to me, maybe than USC and UCLA going to the big 10, just because the, there, there was so much anger against each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, I would agree with that as far as the surprise part of it goes, you know, just the, the conference realignment, so to speak of golf. I, I don't know if it, I don't know at the, at the end of the day, five years from now, if it's going to make a damn bit of difference in terms of how much golf I watch. Maybe not. Um, you know, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA, is being called a hypocrite, deservedly so. Um, there's players within his own, you know, organization, the PGA, that are angry with him. He flew to uh, Canada yesterday because they have a, a tournament going on up there. Which, oh by the way, Ludwig Aberg is going to is going to play in that, and that starts, I believe, tomorrow. And that'll be his first PGA event as a PGA card-carrying tour member. Um, but it is a, it is about the money. Um, and it is um, it is about trying to maybe end lawsuits and things like that. But, man, it just – it sure seems like it's it's deeper than that. Um, you know, politically, it'll be interesting to see if the government gets involved because now you, now you have a true monopoly on golf with those two organizations coming together. Um, so, I don't know. It just seems – it seems crazy to me. Um, it seems like the PGA should have just left well enough alone and just let them go do their deal and not mess with them. But it seems like they had to, they wanted to mess with them and there was a lot of finger pointing and basically calling out and, and now they're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. So just kind of. And that's why it's so shocking. Yeah. Because of all the things you just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. So. You know, I, I I just kind of look at it from from the standpoint of um, does does now does Phil Mickelson get his legacy back? Does this make him not the villain? Yeah, maybe. Maybe I never thought about that part, but maybe. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I don't. You know, and 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 we don't talk a whole lot of golf, and we, you know, there's, there's, there's just it's it's changed so much, just like just like everything has. But I mean, I think just the the fact that they got in bed with the Saudis just it just just seems it'd be like you know if the NFL did this or if Major League Baseball did this or if the NBA did this, if one of those three leagues did this, would would there be like utter outrage? I mean, not from me. Mm-hmm. Not from me. I mean, you've heard that with the NBA for years now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Those things don't aren't don't get me fired up. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how. I, I guess that <laughs> so many businesses are attached to foreign entities or whatever sure. that mm-hmm. you could probably say the same thing about. So. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 those aren't things that fire me up. It used to be, and I think they've really relaxed the rule on this. But it used to be that that TV and radio stations couldn't be owned by a majority of a foreign mm-hmm. entity, and that rule has been has been relaxed quite a, quite a bit compared to back in the day. But you know, Mickelson got two hundred million. Dustin Johnson got one hundred and fifty. Bryson DeChambeau got one hundred twenty five million. Kepka got. A hundred, Cameron Smith, whoever he is, got a hundred million. So pitch the Red Raiders to a super regional. <laughs> the golfer. <laughs> oh, different Cameron Smith. Different Cameron Smith. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, uh, I was with a, you, Jamie. He deserved a hundred million yes, for that did. effort. Anyway, the uh, the crown prince of uh, Saudi Arabia, Mohammed bin Salman, not Laden, bin Salman. Uh, I guess he wins at the end of the day. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Yesterday we talked about, just talked about the PGA and Live Golf merging. Uh, on, on that day in history, June the 6th in 1966, the AFL and the NFL announced their merger. Although mm-hmm. that had been rumored, if it wasn't a big surprise. A little, little bit maybe of a surprise that it actually all came to being, but how uh, how ironic was that, that it would that it would come on the same day as the PGA and the Live would merge. All right, here's uh, Jeff McGuire with the Stay in Sports History. You're going to start in 1936 because the Yankees beat the Indians 5-4 to four in 16 innings. This is the longest game in Major League Baseball history without a strikeout. Oh, wow. 1966, Major League Baseball draft. New York Mets have the first pick. There would be a significant Hall of Famer that they could have chosen. Mm. They decided to pass on Reggie Jackson and select Antelope Valley High School catcher Steve Klitkot at number one. <laughs> nice. Steve Litcott. Clit- C-H-I-L-C-O-T-T. Oh, Klitkot. Klitkot. Ch- yeah, that was, yeah, Klitkot. And the Kansas City A's picked Reggie Jackson. That sounds correct. I believe that's correct because he signed. He played there for a year in '67 before the A's moved to Oakland. 1972, Pirate Gene Alley mm. gets a bases loaded walk to help the uh, beat the Padres one to nothing in the 18th inning. Mm. A bases loaded walk. In a nothing-to-nothing game to lose. Well, 
man, that's a bad. That's a long bad day. Nineteen eighty, Tommy John wins his two hundredth game, a three to nothing two hitter. Nineteen eighty three, Philadelphia Philly Steve Carlton temporarily passes Houston Astros Nolan Ryan with his three thousand five hundred and fifty second strikeout. Nineteen eighty nine. Put this on here just for you, Chuck. The very first baseball game that started outdoors and ended indoors took place. Oh yeah. <laughs> as the Toronto Blue Jays Stadium closes their roof during the game at eight forty eight and beat the Brewers four to two. Okay. And in nineteen ninety four, Ricky Henderson did Ricky Henderson things mm -hmm. and steals his one thousand one hundredth career base while playing for the Oakland Athletics. It is National Chocolate Ice Cream Day. Is that why we're having a uh, ice cream social here today? I have no idea why we're having an ice cream social. And is that also in, in view of your uh, pending birthday this uh, weekend? Again, I have no idea why we are having an ice cream social today. Did you, do you, are you, did you make selections of... I have not been asked anything about it. Okay. I have... No idea why we are having ice cream today here at the building. I didn't even get invited. Well, it's a, there's there's signs around the building up. On the, there weren't like it wasn't embossed. an email. Okay, yeah, it wasn't an email, right? Happy birthday, former Lady Raider Lexi Gordon is 23 today. <laughs> you got to throw in the other team she played for. Well, too. you know, <laughs> is she a former Lady Raider? She yeah. is. Happy birthday to end up at Duke. At Duke, yeah. Happy birthday to Liam Neeson, 71. Alan Iverson, 48. Tom Jones, 83. Tom Jones, the singer, Tom Jones? Tom Jones, the singer, 83. It's not unusual to have Chuck go... Mike Pence is 64. I mean, surely you could have got the words to that, right? Not really. It's not unusual by anyone. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Okay, thank you. And we can have a little bit of that today. Love? Yeah. Sure. Uh, those are Bear the Gillis only words I know of that whole song. <laughs> okay. I can't believe you didn't know those words. I know them now. I mean, I... I now? Because we just told you. Because you just told me, right. It's, I did. I couldn't have gotten it, though, if you did. Those are the only ones. I couldn't. Yeah. One then. more. I mean, not a single mm -hmm. one. Uh, Mick Foley, 58, and Christian McCaffrey is 27 today. Okay. And on this day, Richard Henry Lee of Virginia introduces a resolution... To the Continental Congress in Philadelphia. Quote. That these United Colonies are. And of right ought to be. Free and independent states. They are absolved from all allegiances to the British crown. And that all political connections between them. And the state of Great Britain is. And ought to be. Totally dissolved. That measures should be immediately taken. For producing the assistance of foreign powers. And a confederation be formed to bind the colonies more closely together. This resolution was seconded by John Adams. Congress, however, would agree to delay the vote on Lee's resolution on independence until July 1st. Mm. In the intervening period, Congress appointed a committee to draft the formal Declaration of Independence. Its members, John Adams of Massachusetts, Ben Franklin of Pennsylvania, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, Robert R. Livingston of New York, and Thomas Jefferson of Virginia. TJ. 
He's well known to be the best writer of the group and was selected to be the primary author of the document, which was presented to Congress for its review mm. on June 28th, 1776. There and that know. is this day in sports history. Okay, a little nugget I, there for you. I may or may not have not needed most of that information written down. To okay. Me. No. Okay. There's a real possibility I had all of that up here. Up in your head? All right. Uh, 651 this morning here on <laughs> Oh, that the, was like a Chuck Hines moment there. It was. <laughs> when your mother is a history maybe teacher I'm growing up. Maybe I'm rubbing off on him somewhat. <laughs> when your mother is a history teacher growing up and you spend an awful lot of time mm-hmm. working with the Continental Congress and I'm reading brag, about it. But <laughs> right. I do everything the best. Well, <laughs> it's not quite how that quote went, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of how it's been interpreted, right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are are you saying that this is misquoted? Hang on, where'd it go? See how it's gone, and now it's missing. 652 this morning here. here You're saying this is misquoted from you. Well, humble brag, you know, I do this the best. I I think that was all edited together there. I don't think that was one. Humble brag, you know, I do this the best. (laughs) There's no edit there. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Some things here from the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, with regard to uh, the Saudis and the PGA. Uh, Caden says, who could actually say no to generational changing money? Eventually, everyone has a price. I guess so. Sure. Um, Sentex Hank says this. It's always about the money. Everything nowadays is about the money. Well, that's uh, rule number one. Follow the money. It's always been that way. No no doubt. No doubt. Uh, this uh, from Sentex Hank. Jamie, welcome back. Good to have your sanity around for the whole program. Okay. <laughs> So there you go. Thanks. You bet. You, Thanks. You I would say that Chris and Chuck were well behaved the last couple of days. Yeah. I don't know what happened on Friday. Yeah, we got, we got a little off the rails. You know, it's, it was a, it was a why, silly. Why are you insulting New Home? I, I didn't. I, well, I kind of did. I just, by the way, they're in action today, right? They take on, they're playing in the state tournament. Uh, just, I got, just got tired of every time I mentioned Lovett Cooper that somebody had to chime in with New Home and I'd. My fuse got lit and it was it was short. Okay, <laughs> it's just one of those days, right? Okay, just it's just one of those things. Just can't sometimes you just can't help it, you know. Well, so our I heard our new home audience is just it's tanked now. No, offended, no, offended they're, they're fired up. They're fired up. By the <laughs> way, uh, the third ranked Nazareth Swifts will take on Fayetteville uh, today at noon at uh, Dell Diamond. That's in the 1A state semifinals. And the number five, New Home Leopards. Leopards. Yep, we'll take on the number one Shiner team uh, tonight at 7 at Dell Diamond. Okay. So good luck to both teams. Good luck to those two squads. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Even um, if Chuck doesn't like you. <laughs> well, I, I was just a little irritated with them on Friday. It doesn't <laughs> so mean I don't like, like them. I was just a little irritated with them. And they <laughs> certainly responded to that. Uh, Chuck, you're also the one that says, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. LOL. JK. Yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's no JKing there. That's, <laughs> he says it. 100%. <sighs> Say what you want. Man, of course I met Chuck. Thank you, Brandon Francis. Thank you. It's just before seven. That was a fast first hour. That's good. 
The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. On Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. We're back to uh, pretty much Abbey Normal here on The Morning Drive. Jamie's here and uh, Jeff and uh, I'm here as well. So we're, uh, we're back. It started to, to feel like normal was being abnormal. <laughs> yes. Well, I think so. Some might might say that the back to back stretch there of you know being in Arlington from Tuesday to Mm -hmm. late late Saturday and then and then come back for a few days and then Wednesday to Tuesday right in Florida it um was a lot of days yeah no a lot lot of days had a lot of lot of time somewhere in the middle of it I. Graduated a kid yeah, right. somehow, <laughs> so it was it was an interesting stretch. It was a, it was an inter- interesting. You had a lot you had a lot going on, so it's uh, it's so, time to. Kind so of, then I go home right last night to spend time with the family. Right, nobody's home. One of them's away at camp. The mm-hmm. other one is off going to hang out with friends and. And the wife had um, Bible study with her crew, and so it was me and Winfield. Who was very happy to see you. <laughs> so it's like, they didn't really miss me that much, Chuck. That's, that is, uh, that's, that's well, funny. Could I mean, you have seen like, one of it's them? Like, it's, it's like, well, we have a life too, you know? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no, um, so here's, here's well, the big I did question, see though, the Jamie. One daughter and, and, and the wife. Before Eventually. they left. Before yeah. they left. Could you have seen more of them had you not been stopped three times on your way out when you were trying to leave by people wanting to have conversations with? You? Uh, maybe a couple minutes, but that's all right. Yeah, because it wasn't just two in the building. There was one in the parking lot. I got out of here before you did. I, w- I will admit I was surprised to see you. Uh, I saw your car pull in and like, oh, okay, Jamie's. Obviously, you've just gotten back and stopped here on your way before you went home. Um, all right, so hey, can I? I wanted to ask you about one thing about uh, Monday, and it was really. It, I was listening to the game. I was in my office, and I'm pretty sure that there was a guy from Florida that stole two bases on one play. Is that is that is that how that was actually scored? Mm-hmm. Is that pretty uncommon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, you'll see plenty of times where. The throw will go into center sure. field, so he steals second and gets credit, um, or an E two moves him to third base. Sure, but this was a situation where you had to shift on, and so your shortstop's on the first base side of of second base. The runner goes from first. Kevin Bazell, your third baseman, is basically playing at a shortstop position. Runner goes from first. The catcher's throw takes him across the bag towards first base. So by the time he makes the catch, he's two steps on the first base, or maybe a step on the first base side. Bazell is. Bazell, the third baseman. And so as soon as that guy slides into second and does a pop-up slide, he sees there's nobody at third base. And so basically Bazell, who's two steps behind him, has a rundown with him. And he he pops up on the pop-up slide and then takes off for third. Yeah. So and Bazell would have had to have had great speed to catch up with him. That's and that guy had great speed too, right? Oh, sure, sure. And that's where you need your pitcher. I mean, if you're laying, first off, awesome, awesome base running. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if you're going to lay blame on that play, it's 
You start with the catcher for not throwing more accurately to second base, mm-hmm. but your pitcher's got to be the one that gets over there. Yeah, you know, when, when I when I heard you say that, it's like, okay, you got, it's it's almost it's but, it's not as bizarre as a double play at home plate like you had on Sunday night. But yeah. those those two plays, you've got to go to a lot of baseball games to see those in person. Yeah. I, no, absolutely. And you also, I mean, and like you're saying there, I mean, the, the odds that the pitcher's going to go have to cover the third on a stolen, on base. stolen base to second are not very high. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, man, we've, you know, we, we just saw this <laughs> last week. No, you don't ever see, hardly ever see yeah. that. But, again, that's where you say really heady base running by – the Florida kid. Yeah. I think it was Langford. Kind of remind was it the Cubs Pirates game that there was a ground ball to the right side? Um, first baseman fields it. Runner basically stops halfway up the line. First baseman comes charging toward him. Uh, the hitter runs back toward home to delay it as the runner from third comes to slide in. So at this point, the first baseman had thrown it to the catcher who didn't make the tag. Well, now there's nobody covering first base. So he technically stole first base, or it was probably a fielder's choice is the way it was ruled. And then the second baseman had come over to cover first. There was nobody covering second. So he ended up on second when he should have been a ground out to first. Jeez. Yeah. Crazy. 721. All right. So looking ahead, um, would you say future is bright? Got to wear shades? Would you say... Got to go out and make something happen, or would you say all hope is lost? <laughs> I know where you're going here, so I just I wanted to I wanted to be a little ridiculous with my with my questions because I think from what everything that you've said, and whether it's during games or even on shows, even this one, um, that the future is extremely bright for this team. Well, you were you were a really young team, especially you know at the plate and in the field, and that was. A negative at times, in my opinion, um, just that you didn't come through and you would like to have some more veteran leadership. Um, but, yeah, I think it's extremely bright. I, th- I think the, you know, your hope for 2024 should be pretty high because you, your entire weekend rotation is back, You're you know, with other guys that felt like they were really coming along in the bullpen as well. I feel like, um, you know, your entire infield is back, and that includes, you know, both of your catchers, your first baseman. Um, Austin Green should be back, I would think, even though he's a draft-eligible junior at second base. Both of those shortstops will be back. And, and again, I think it's possible you might see Tracer Lopez end up being uh, the second baseman, and then and then maybe you see – and then maybe you see Austin Green become more of a switch hitting DH kind of deal. Um, I think Bazell, I mean, no, Bazell will be back over there at third base. Uh, he was just named a freshman All American this morning. So um, I think that's, he's, he was one of the best hitters on the team this year, maybe one of the most consistent guys on the club. So you lose Nolan Hester. Um, uh, but you're going to bring back Gage Harrelson. Owen Washburn will be healthy again, and you expect Owen would be one of the starting outfielders. Um, there's, I guess, a bit of a question in the air for Dylan Carter out there in center field, whether he just uh, – I mean, he's – He's got a year left, right? Yes, he does, whether he wants to, to keep playing here or not. I mean, that that would be a question. Um, so there's a lot to, to like. Now, 
I mean, if I'm picking out two areas where you you want to improve, you you want to improve in your pitching depth. There, I don't think there's any question there. Okay, you got to have more guys that you're confident in, more guys that you can go to in the bullpen, um, to to help you win games. And then, I I think you got to find a way to be a team that can score with more than home runs. Um, you know, you you've been saying that for a couple of years. Your team is built to win at Dan Law Field at Rip Griffin Park. And you see the numbers at Rip Griffin Park, and you're usually really, really good at home for a lot of different reasons. It's not just the ballpark. Obviously, the fan base makes it an awesome atmosphere as well. Um, but you're you're built to win in that kind of a ballpark. And now look at your numbers on the road, and you're you're not built to win in bigger ballparks. And I just think there has to be a way to to find some sort of happy medium where you can manufacture some runs at times too and um, play better small ball and, you know, use speed. More guys that put the ball in play. I, I don't, you know, this this team gets shifted on a lot because you don't have that many guys that, that use all fields. And so it feels like to me that you need to improve in that area as well. But I think what you have coming back um, should have Red Raider fans really, really excited and I know you've already lost some guys in the transfer portal, uh, guys that don't seem to be any big surprise to me at all. Um, but I think you'll you'll probably make some additions in the portal as well, and that'll and hopefully those those will help with those two areas we were just talking about. I know we're running out of time, but is is pitching the hardest position to recruit to? Um, I just think that there's a bigger. Um, larger margin for error with pitchers as mm. far as they may make the transition to the next level or it just may not work out. Gotcha. Okay. And everybody needs all the pitching they sure. can get. Sure. Yeah. So, sure. That's not a new It's like concept. defensive tackles. They all go to the SEC. Right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right, what you got for me? All right, fully well knowing that it's not over yet in Mm -hmm. the greatest day of the 2022-2023 athletic season for Texas Tech could still be in front of us. We could get a national championship here coming up. Uh On Saturday, right? I'm still going to ask you this question. Okay. All right, as of right now, as of today, mm-hmm. tell me the highlight day of Texas Tech athletics mm. in this sports year, and then tell me the worst one, too. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's a um, – I, 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 th- I, think, I think for me it was the uh, – I think the highlight day for me was uh, the last home football game which I believe was the last regular season game of the year in which you uh, got to uh, above 500 in, uh, in the Big 12 at 5-4. And, four. and uh, I, I just I, I enjoyed everything about that game um, and just kind of how, how it all came down. Uh, you enjoyed everything, man. We, we gave up 48 points. Oh, I know, but it was, a, it was a fun game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm just, if you'd asked me what the score was, I wouldn't have been able to tell you. Um, 
If I was going to say I overtime. enjoyed everything about a certain game, it would have been like a 66 to nothing drubbing. Okay. But then again, I may not have enjoyed when it got to be about I mean, you know 40 to nothing. It probably would have started to get a little boring. 51 to 48. I would tell you the, um, the other game that I really enjoyed. Uh, Krista of- Gurla called and reminded you that they played in the postseason. No, I know, I know, I, I, I know. I really enjoyed the the overtime win over Texas, but I think the game that I think oh well, we lost that game when uh, Mahomes was inducted into the Ring of Honor. Yeah, it was terrible day. Yeah, but I mean I enjoyed it because uh, our grandson was with us, the young phenom was with us, and just seeing the the joy on his face when he saw Mahomes on, just standing on the sideline, that the joy of a then nine year old. You know, seeing a guy that he just, you know, thinks hung the moon and just kind of the expressions on his face as they were, you know, taking the, the thing down off of the, the side of the stadium. Does that uh, make you sad that he doesn't think you hung the moon anymore? No, I, I know the okay. truth. I mean, there's... Well, I know you know the truth. Patrick but... Mahomes and then there's and there's me, you know? We're, yeah, but it's no longer you on top of that list. Locks that, man. <laughs> that kid's mine. No. I, I, think, I think for me, the Oklahoma game... The um, I, I think I would probably look at a women's basketball game for the kind of the the low point, probably after one of those games where we just couldn't, um, you know, step and repeat so to speak, uh, which has been a bit of a has been a bit of a challenge. Let me go to the schedule real quick here, and I can I can tell you which one of those games that was where like you you go somewhere and win, and then I think the the home loss. Let's see here. Yeah, the home loss to Oklahoma after you win at TCU. Um, losing at West Virginia probably was the was a low point just because um, you'd won two in a row against Texas and Kansas State and couldn't win at, at West Virginia. That's probably the that's probably the low point. Maybe maybe uh, now the now the Oklahoma State loss at home, triple overtime. 92 to 80 because it's a game that kind of thought that you were going to win going into it. It's a home game. So that, that'd probably be the low point for me. High point. Fumble recovery in overtime against Texas. Texas, yeah. Beating Texas in football, a number one in my book. Mm-hmm. Doing it against that guy in overtime in your house the last time they're going to be here, that's the high. That It's incredibly sad for everybody else. That, sure. It would have taken College World Series, maybe national championship for track coming up to beat that kind of moment for mm-hmm. me. The low point, 71-68, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech men's basketball. You fall to one in ten in Big Twelve play. Was that the was that at that was at Oklahoma State. At Oklahoma State, yeah. That was the for me white flag moment for the men's basketball team. That was a game you could have won, probably should have won. And just couldn't get it done and excuses at that point were null and void. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the high point was, you know, winning seven games of the regular season was awesome, but I thought winning that bowl game against an SEC foe Mm -hmm. where you just put it on them was Mm -hmm. amazing. And it was in that night where you're thinking to yourself, man, this off season is going to be 
a fun a, a fun one. Sure. And we're all going to have so much anticipation, mm-hmm. which we currently still do right. for the upcoming football season. Mm-hmm. I just think that night against Ole Miss down in Houston was was awesome. Again, we we just pounded an SEC school, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of fun to do. And whatever you did in the regular season to get there, just you know, multiplied it by beating an SEC school there. So okay. uh, I think that would be the high point for me. If I'm just going to stick with on the field, um, the low point for me would be down in Houston falling to um, falling to A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a lead going to the ninth inning, and we don't play A&M in sports that often. Uh, it was a good crowd on both sides, and the Red Raiders were going to get to you know, claim a win over the Aggies when you don't play them very much anymore. And you walk four guys in the ninth and push in a tying run and then lose it seven innings later. Um, what turned out to be a really good game. It just was the most disappointing because you were right there on the cusp of beating the Aggies. Uh, if I if I was going to go with another moment that was really disappointing to me, um, it, I, I mean, and it was rumor mill central, but I mean, at the point where... You know, partway through December, you were hearing rumors that Fardaz AMAC is threatening to transfer, okay, to hit the portal when he hadn't played a minute for us mm-hmm. and everything that is involved with the NIL part of that and not getting his money or whatever. I mean, that was, I think that was in the moment where it's just like, oh, college basketball is broken and it's, it's just not fun anymore. So that was really disappointing. But again, if I'm just sticking to the stuff, on the field. On the field. The win over Ole Miss, I just thought was was really really fun, and um, and it just catapulted you into this off season because mm-hmm. you could have won seven games and lost that game, and there'd have been a little bit of a disappointment factor. You still have been pretty high, sure, but a little bit of a disappointment factor. Instead, you like times two. Yeah, carries that momentum. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Times two. I don't know that it makes you a better team in the fall, like some people believe, mm-hmm. but I think it makes you a more excited fan base. In the spring and summer. Oh, some people like me where you, you work a little harder because you won your bowl game. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Ludicrous. <laughs> but, yeah, the, the loss to the Aggies when you were, man, we were so close to having mm-hmm. a win over the Aggies. It seems like we only play them like every yeah. third or fourth year in one sport, in a, yeah. in a sport, and you had your chance to beat them and you didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that, all, all that's, all that's fair. Um, so those, those, if you have a highlight or a, a low light, uh, I certainly can't agree with you on the, on the on the Texas game. I mean that was obviously an awful lot of fun, um, but I mean to win to win both of, over both those guys, Texas and Oklahoma at home, and you know to win your your last home game of the season, going into the bowl game, uh, I think is pretty special too, especially when you did it in uh, in in overtime. So um, do you have a do you have a high from the baseball season? A high from the baseball season? Yeah. Uh, in, in the Big 12 tournament. That would be the, the walk-off win against Oklahoma where you had to come yeah. back with four straight hits in the ninth to, to win it. Does the, uh, does the win over ACU, the way that you came back, um, I, I, I realize the level of competition wasn't yeah. there, but, I mean, you're down. It was fun. I mean, it, yeah. I, thought it was, I thought it was really cool. It yeah. was good to see, but... Now I'll I'll take I'll take the walk off win over Oklahoma OU yeah, in the Big yeah. Twelve tournament. Yeah.
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Take your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, Visual Edge IT hotline as well. Come to you from the First United Bank studio here in downtown Lubbock. All right, so I, I had this crazy thought. I mean, I have a lot of crazy thoughts, and a lot of times I share them with you, right? Makes for an entertaining show. Okay, so sometimes they're sometimes they're a little out there, a little concocted. There's probably a little freak in everybody. <laughs> and um, but you know this this A's ballpark got me wondering because everybody wonders here. Okay, when when are we going to get rid of the steel bleachers? When are we going to upgrade our baseball stadium? When you look at other facilities, you know, go around the country of like programs generally everybody's stadium is better than ours is that is that when you when you compare like of records and stature and teams that are competing to get to omaha just by by and large right okay if you're talking about the blue bloods of college yes, baseball yes. yeah that's, yeah that's okay what, that's, what, that's, that's probably fair that's and, what i'm talking about and even maybe even more than just the blue bloods i mean te- teams are in the big 12 for the most well, so if you had to rank them in the Big 12, what would you say? Are we in the middle of the pack or are we, or are we in the lower third? Just from the stadium standpoint. I probably would say lower third. Okay. And by the way, I talked to a guy the other night um, when we were giving away, when we cracked the code. Um, and he was telling me how he'd been in the new clubhouse and said it's spectacular. Yeah. No, everybody keeps saying that. Um I'm excited to see it. Um, that's awesome. That's gonna it's, it's just, hopefully just, that 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 helps dramatically because again, that's a mm-hmm. that's where the, the athletes are going to spend a lot of their time. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully that really helps you in recruiting. Yeah. So, so with this with this A's ballpark going to the legislature and they're going to fund it through some kind of hotel motel tax or whatever, however they're going to fund it, half cent sales tax, quarter cent, whatever, whatever it is. I'm I'm just wondering. Why cities and schools, why, why cities with schools like what we have here haven't tried to fund improvements along those lines, or if colleges would be resistant to that. Um, and I'm thinking like, it would be more along the lines of more basketball and, and baseball. And look, we don't need a new arena. We're, the arena's fine. I think the, I think the arena... From a fan standpoint, uh, and going to the games and access and all that, I know the parking's gotten a little wonky as the team's gotten more successful, but I think our arena here is the best in the Big Twelve. Okay, just from access for the fans, you know, sitting in the stands, concessions, access to getting to the game, all all those things. Just from from my standpoint, and I was in every arena this past year again, and it's it's the best it's the best in the it's the best in the Big Twelve. Okay, okay, it's better than and it's better than Arkansas. I've been to Bud Walton twice, which is designed similarly. The USA was designed similarly after the, uh, Bud Walton. So my my question is, do you think if the city, let's just say the city and Texas Tech had some kind of collaboration, where it was publicly funded do you think that colleges would be open to doing that as opposed to going to the route of trying to get somebody to donors to try to fund anything and everything 
In other words, if we went to the voters and said, and I, I, I am not smart enough to do the how much a half cent sales tax would be or whatever it would be. Um, do you think that that would be is that would be a future to fund some of these facilities that have just become absolutely necessary if you're a power five school, if you're going to compete and you have a, a rabid fan base that would maybe get behind something like that and would say, OK, for 15 bucks a year, uh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Fifteen bucks. Well, I mean, by the time, by the time you, I don't the, think anybody would say no to fifteen bucks. But and, I, I guess I assume that it would be a larger hike than that. Well, I mean, again, I, it, sometimes these things, when it comes down to it, it's like ten. It, there's a, there's an outrage over, oh my God, you're taxing us again. And at the end of the day, it's like, hey, you spill more milk in a month than this would cost you in a year. If you if you really did the math, it's like everybody gets outraged over the price of gas. But at the end of the day, okay, ten twenty gallons and it's ten cents more a gallon. That's two dollars. Think about think about how quickly you waste two dollars. Just you know, and again, not to get into everybody's economics, but the, my point is, yeah, it's you, my two dollars to waste well, however sure, I want sure, to. Sure, 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 sure. I, I guess I guess I just I just wonder. Do you think that that could be a future? to fund some of these projects for schools and specifically for Texas Tech when you have when you have this need I think I mean and I think other, and then you make it maybe more accessible because um, where you would have other things that would be be played on I mean there's but there's going to be the infighting for you know the advertising and the signage and the concessions and all, all those things I mean that, that would have to be worked out but I mean the the basic structure would be Hey, this would be a publicly funded deal as opposed to trying to go to 25 donors and getting them to pony up a million dollars each or however that works. Yeah, I don't really, I don't, I don't have an answer for you here, Chuck. I don't know if that would work or not. I, I do wonder about like with the fan base, would, would they be saying, wait, wait a minute, you're making how much money with, you the know, TV your TV, t- TV yeah. deals? And we're paying athletes 44. how much now? Yeah. And I'm, how much does school cost as a parent in Lubbock, yeah. Texas, to send your kid to tech? Uh, mm-hmm. A good amount. And and I know those two budgets are different. Yeah. But that factors. Yeah. And and now you want us to pay for a football stadium or a baseball field? Yeah. That you then want to use for probably free. They're not going to want to rent it out. Tech's not going to want to have to rent out the own stadium. Right. That's the stupidest thing that Texas does, that they have to rent out their own basketball arena. We, we do, too. Texas Tech does, too. From itself, though. Yeah. It's not from the city. Oh, I know. So, w- where's the win? The, the win is you get a new baseball stadium for pennies on the dollar. And for the fan base. Where's the win for the fan? I know what Tech gets out of this. They get a stadium the, they don't have to pay for. The, what do we get? We get a... Uh, a, a better stadium, which is going to help you recruit better players, which is going to help you win more baseball games. Help and your them comfort, win. Help, help them win oh, in this wow, case. I didn't realize you would get resistance from you. The comfort level for the <laughs> the comfort level for the fan would be increased dramatically. Okay. Yeah, Chuck, but you also have to remember that um, part of the city is. I mean, it's not. Oh, I know. Not, not everybody cares whether the baseball team wins or not. I know. Heck, I, I would guess there's a large portion of our fan base that only cares about football or basketball and doesn't care whether the baseball team wins or not. And, Chuck, I'm not taking a shot here, okay? 
I'm just using you as a point. You went to one game this year. I would call you a Tech baseball fan. I would call you a Texas Tech fan. You went to one. You want to raise all of everybody's taxes to go to one game a year. Well, I, I mean, I would probably go to. Look, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I went to just one game no, this year. I, I'm not I'm taking not, the I, shot. I don't need to list. I'm my, using well, you. you kind of are. I'm using you as an example. But but there are more people, Chuck, that don't go to any. Right. Oh, I know, but uh, and uh, and you're at, you're going to ask all the people in the city to to pay for this when they really don't have the interest. You have interest and went to one. There are people that don't care at all. I mean, I didn't necessarily expect you guys to salute as the flag was going up the pole, but man, that barely got it out of the. I just barely I, got it out of the wrapper. I, I I don't dislike the idea. I just don't think the community is going to be gung ho about it. I guess that's what I'm saying. I got you. Eight ten this morning here on the morning drive. Uh, reaction on the Yates Flooring Center chat line will. Uh, We'll get to that. And there's smarter people than me that have had this um, discussion or thought or blueprint or thrown stuff against the wall. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here because it just seems like that's the only way we're going to get a new state. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.